When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Reed Wilkins Wilkins on on Oilers Radio, Radio. 630 Chad. Up the right-hand side, you've got Lucic looking right wing. He's got McDavid in over the line. Trailers, Dreisaitl back to McDavid. Reach shot, score! Tie game! McClellan goes to the McDavid-Dreisaitl combo, and it works to perfection. This game is tied once again. 3.41 to play. McDavid over the prostrate Jake Allen. His 13th of the year is the equalizer. With a minute to go in the third, here's Patrick Maroon in a 2-2 tie. Off to Drake Kajula, right side, waiting. Looking behind the net, centering, chopped home. Go ahead, goal. Drake Kajula didn't get all of it, but he still put a knuckle puck over the glove of Jake Allen, and the Oilers lead for the first time tonight with 49 seconds to go. What a game. The Oilers tie it late and then win it even later. Drake Kajula in the final minute. Oilers 3, St. Louis 2 is the final entertaining, tense game tonight at Rogers Place. No scoring for most of the night. And then the teams combined for five goals in a span of nine minutes and 40 seconds down the stretch. The Oilers never led until Kajula scored at 19-10 of the third period. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. It's 10 o'clock, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. I'm Reed Wilkins along with Rob Brown. The Oilers have won three in a row for the first time all season. And for the first time since they were one and two, they're within a game of 500 on the season. We're going to dive right into our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Rob, for one shift, one shift, <laughs> Dreisaitl and McDavid were reunited. Yeah, a, a wonderful play from Dreisaitl to McDavid for the finish, but the play was set up by a, a, a gorgeous cross-ice pan, pass by Milan Lucic. He he has, a, it was a three-on-three, and Lucic wasn't moving his feet. He got the puck as he was standing still. And St. Louis is in perfect position, and he throws across ice. St. Louis gets caught watching, and all of a sudden, you got a Dreisaitl-McDavid two-on-one, and they don't miss those very often. So, yeah, the, the one advantage, and we've seen, we used to see in Pittsburgh all the time, where all of a sudden, the end of the game, you're falling behind, you put Malkin and Crosby together. Well, tonight, Todd McClellan did that for a shift and got a huge goal and momentum back on their side, and from then, the Oilers just pushed forward, and he just had this feeling that they eventually were going to score the game winner, whether it be in the third period or in overtime, because everything was going their way other than the puck finding the back of the net. Well, five posts for the Oilers tonight. Sometimes we hesitate to talk about posts because it's just a... It's not even a shot on net. A louder-sounding shot that was going wide, but... The Oilers were around the net a lot tonight. I thought more and more as the game went on. And even when Camilleri got the the first tying goal, the one that made it one-on-one, I mean, right before that, the Oilers center it, bouncing puck. Looks like, and, we, and I mean, when that happened, Rob, I was like, geez, I don't think anything's going to go in tonight. And then Camilleri was able to get one in from a sharp angle. I, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. It's going to be one of those nights where the Oilers have all these incredible chances and, and they don't score a goal. But you keep throwing pucks on net. You don't get frustrated. You don't get down on yourself. You don't change the way you play because things aren't going right. And Camilleri, is a, he's, a, he's a goal scorer. He's a shooter. And he came, he picked the puck up and just turned and whipped it on net. And on that one, it was a good job. I think it was Cassian was right in front of the goalie. Allen had no idea where that puck was. And it wasn't a howitzer, but you put it on net, good things happen. But the number of, usually when you tell a goalie, well, you know, the 
post big that was your best friend out there and he says well i had the angle it wasn't going in but the pucks that were hitting the post tonight were going inside post and across and a lot of times you'll watch a puck will hit the inside of the post to go across the goal line and it'll hit the goalie and bounce in the net just because the big body and the net and the pucks coming all the way across the always got none of those bounces early but they got a huge bounce with under a minute to go with the Kajula goal. 3-2, the Oilers take it. Our fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. you got about 20 minutes to vote in a poll on my Twitter account, at Reed Wilkins, so we're letting you pick it tonight. Oilers win 3-2 over the Blues, 16-17-2 on the season. Looking a little better at home now, up to 7-10 and 10 on the year. The Blues are now 22-13-2. They only have one win in their last six games. Obviously, they have uh, Jaden Schwartz and a couple other guys with injuries. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We'll have post-game reaction from both locker rooms very soon. We'll start off the phone calls with Tony tonight. Hi, Tony. How's it going, boys? Good. So, I'm amazed. You know, the game... I was not expecting it to be tied going to the third period. I was not expecting no goals, anything like that. As I saw it, you know, it was very tight defensively. Yeah, there are a few breakdowns, but you know what? In what game isn't there? The thing that really surprised me, though, was that save that Talbot made. I cannot believe he got back and basically saved. In my opinion, he basically saved the game with that because the thing that I've... I'm just amazed on how on how amazing that save was, and how the fact that you know as soon as they scored, we came right back, and then we what we won with 41 seconds left. Like that was an amazing game, probably the best one I've seen this season so far. And I think if we keep this up, as I as I said uh, when we uh, won one, uh, the first one out of the six games, I think since Talbot's back, we're going to be back onto a six-game winning streak, just like how when Price came back from his injury. Well, Talbot was very good, and you're right, Tony, that save is one you're going to remember. Oh, big time. This well, the, is an amazing save. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Tony. Do we have Jack's call? 13 minutes to play third period. Steal by Stasty turns. What a diving save made by Talbot off the giveaway. He lunged full belly down and might have just saved the game. The giveaway to Stasty, but as Talbot giveth, he also taketh away. A remarkable stop to keep it scoreless at Rogers. Well, Tony talks about how fast. He was surprised at how fast Talbot got back, but I guarantee you, the guy that gives the puck away becomes the fastest guy on the ice immediately after the giveaway. And Talbot, he, he didn't see Stasny coming behind him. He, he, and there was obviously no uh, communication. I think Davidson went over afterwards and well, said and something Well, Talbot to put his glove up yeah. and gave the talk to me motion Yeah, because he had that. no idea. And, and if he doesn't, he's looking one way to make a play. Stasny comes around. I mean, Stasny just get the puck up and it's an automatic goal. But Talbot... Never quit on it. Came in front. Now, I don't know if that saved the game because we saw in the third period that the U.S. were able to come back from, from being down uh, late in the hockey game. But, yeah, when you, when you make a mistake, you certainly do everything you possibly can to, to make amends, and Talbot certainly did on that play. So six straight wins for Talbot. That's the longest streak he's had as an Oiler. It ties his personal career-long winning streak. He had six when he was with the New York Rangers before he joined Edmonton. And... You could tell tonight, Rob. I thought anyway. He he was just he was locked in tonight. It looked like the the classic Camp Talbot, if you want to call it that. Well, yeah, and I think he's been like that for a while now. He, he's playing well. He's looking comfortable. He's looking confident. Uh, there's no second or third chances because he's swallowing everything up. Uh, this is what the Oilers need. The Oilers need good goaltending to win, just like any team in the National Hockey League. And the Oilers are getting it right now. Uh, they have a bit more, and Connor McDavid talked about it, swagger. One of the reasons they have swagger is because they have the ability to score, and they also have the safety net back there when a mistake is made. And that is huge for a team, knowing that they don't have to play mistake-free hockey and win a hockey game, because when you start trying to play mistake-free, you start making more mistakes. Three goals by the Oilers means a $75 donation to Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give... 25 bucks for every Oilers goal throughout the season. The total now, and you can also track it on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com, $2,550. We'll bring Colin onto the show. Hello, Colin. Hello. Hey, go ahead, buddy. Hello, fellas. How are you? Doing quite well. 
All right. Uh, I want to know why Cam Talbot did not alert when the penalty was coming to an end. Usually it's a smack of a stick on the ice, and that could have led to something bad. I'm not taking away nothing from Talbot. And Tony commented about spectacular saves. Is there a reason why he didn't, or did he just simply not notice? In all honesty, if you're saying he didn't say anything, then that's surprising. Because goaltenders, you're right, do alert their players. The players also have to be very cognizant. It was uh, you as a player should know at all times when the guy's jumping out of a box. So that's on the goaltender. It's on the players. It's on just about everybody. So uh, I don't know. There is no I in team. Pardon me? There is no I in team. I understand. Yeah. 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 So I, I I don't know. I'm I'm about a mile and a half from Cam Talbot where we sit. So I have no idea if he was slamming a stick or calling on that play at all. Yeah, well, he didn't, and it could have led to a goal. I'm just, you know, okay, okay. Yep, no, players, that, that's the goalie's job. Is Yeah, absolutely. All right. Because th- when I'm flying up the ice, we can't look up at the scoreboard, right? No, okay. but, but it was, uh, you You know, what, how, as the players count. Now, we talked about it the other day, Latestu and Cassian, when Latestu scored at the end of a period. Players always know what's going on in the game. They know the time clock, so they the players should have known as well that that guy was coming out. Thanks, Colin. We appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Camp Talbot, a good game, 34 saves. Jake Allen, also a good game, 32 saves. The Oilers edge the Blues 3-2. They come from behind twice and then win it in the final minute. More of your calls, more post-game reaction. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Camilleri kept it down low. This fourth line doing a good job here. The Blues can't get it out. Turnover by Upchall. Back door. And Allen made a sprawling save. Right circle. Camilleri shoots and scores. Tie game. Mike Camilleri evens it up with 9.52 still to play in the third period. Camilleri's fifth of the year came 38 seconds after the Blues went ahead 1-0. Edmonton goes on to beat St. Louis 3-2. Mike Camilleri also our face-off trivia answer tonight. Roger knew that and gets a $50 gift card to Buffet Royale Carvery from Armor Insurance. Insurance Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Which current oiler was named best forward at the 2002 World Junior Hockey Championship? Mike Camilleri. There we go. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Rogers place. Edmonton taking it 3-2. Courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. Todd, the uh, the third period, kind of hectic for sure, but your team last year was able to come back in third periods fairly often down a goal, and you did that three different occasions basically tonight. Did you sense something different in your group that this was coming and you know, and you're similar to what you've seen last year? We've been resilient in the past three weeks as a team. Even, uh, you know, we go to Montreal, uh, have a good game. We go to Toronto and, and feel like we deserve more, but we're, re- we're resilient the next night. Even against Nashville, we're, we're resilient the next night. And, uh, tonight, we didn't have to wait for the next night. We got it done in the third. Um, you know, I thought... If uh, if the breaks were going to go our way, they were going to go our way tonight. We'd hit so many posts and crossbars that eventually something had to go in, and it, and it did. So uh, we're thankful for that, and um, we've put three together now as far as wins go, which we haven't done all year, and we've got one more before Christmas, so we'd like to finish off with uh, another good effort. You get a winner from Drake Kajula, Todd. Can you maybe just describe uh, when he's on his game the things that he's doing best? And I, I'm... I'm thinking along the lines of maybe playing more physical at times too. Well, he had a huge uh, finish check in the period to create some energy for our team and with the crowd. And um, when he's on his game, he's on top of the other team. He's, they don't get time to handle the puck, make plays. Um, he skates through people. And, and I think his shot is an indicator. When he's getting his shot off and it's the goalie has to work instead of having it blocked or maybe looking off things, um, that's an indicator that I look for when he can quickly get it off and, and put him in put himself in position to do it. Todd, when when McDavid and Leon are on a two on one, are you thinking they've done this so many times in the overtimes that something good <laughs> is going to happen with these two guys as opposed to any other? To be honest, I, I'm sitting there with somebody shoot it. Um, 
you know, because we have a tendency as a team, you've, you've watched us all year on a lot of the two-on-one situations. We, uh, we don't always choose to make the goaltender work. Uh, we're looking for the nice play, and, um, you know, those two make nice plays. So, uh, you know, if we could pick two to go in on a two-on-one, it would be those two. You've, uh, I know, been coaching pretty hard this season, trying to find a way out of this thing. Uh, do you feel like you got something here? Do you feel like, like whatever you've been trying to accomplish over the last month, maybe he's finally taken well and it's not so much what i feel it's what the players feel and i think they're they're telling you a little bit that they feel like they're getting it back that they're starting to work as units um i haven't heard anybody talk about our team lately being slow uh me in particular you guys asking the questions the players don't have to answer those questions we didn't go out and and make 15 trades we just play the game right now we're not cheating as much we have better support we're moving it faster uh, we take defending a little bit more serious, um, you know, so, and a lot of that's being done five on five or special teams obviously still have to improve. So um, it's not so much about what I think, it's about what they think. And when they can grasp that, then we're better off. And I think they are. 16-10 for Sekera tonight after a seven month layoff. Can you assess his play? I think we were all excited about having him back in the lineup. His very, uh, I think it was his very first shift, maybe a second one. You could see the poise he had with the puck. He held it, held it, made the right play, put it on somebody's tape, got off. So just that veteran presence uh, back there was, uh, was nice to see. He had a big smile on his face before, during, and, and certainly after. Uh, players were excited about having him in. And, um, you know, the one thing that, that holds true for the most is that uh, the first one's usually your easiest then it becomes a grind but we only got one more before christmas and uh, he'll get another little break and then we start up again so um good time for him to come in todd you had the early four minute penalty uh, a lot of your guys lean on them just said they weren't sharp frustrated with early on you know an opportunity for your power play to maybe kind of grab the game and have you seen a, a lack of urgency at all lately in your power play I is it as simple as that I talked to uh, Peter quickly after the game and I described the four minute power play and the two minute power play as, as completely different approaches. One was, the four minute one was real early in the game and I thought we just played around with the puck and there was no true attack to it. I, I knew it hit the post and we, we had a couple maybe other attempts. Uh, the one with two minutes left, we had a shooting mentality, uh, shots were going to the net, the rebounds were laying there, we got the puck back. Uh, for me, we look way more urgent in that situation now. Uh, the time of game, early, four minutes, uh, I don't know if that affects it, but the power play has to have uh, the attitude it had in the third period versus the first. Oilers power play 0 for 3 tonight. They did kill off the only Blues power play, and the Oilers do get the win 3-2 over St. Louis. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Yeah, I mean, that... I mean, I guess Nugent Hopkins did hit one of the posts on that four-minute power play late in the first period, but there was not a lot going on on that one. Well, we talked about it at the end of the the, the period there. It, it is a mentality difference between the four and the two, and the, the, what happens is when you're uh, on a four-minute power play, you think you have so much time, so you, you lose the urgency. You start looking for the perfect play. When it's two minutes, you think, okay, I only got two minutes. We're going to take what we got. When you have a four-minute power play, you know what? We're going to work it around until we get the perfect play. Oh, it's not. This is a good chance, but I think we can get better. And eventually, the penalty killers gain confidence. And as the power play drags on, then you feel pressure. And now you, you start panicking because, oh, we did wasted that first two minutes. Now what are we going to do? So I, I, you see it all the time, and it's unfortunate, but it's just human nature. You just think you have so much time, it's going to it's going to eventually come to be a perfect play. And then you look up and you got 30 seconds left. Say, oh, where did it go? 780-496-0063. We'll bring Rob onto the show. Hi, Rob. Hey, Reed and Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your families. Same to you. All I can say is, wow. <laughs> um, didn't start off great, finished great. And <laughs> repping is something to be desired. Yeah, you're uh, right on that. I, I agree. I thought this was... Uh, uh, an odd ref game. I thought they missed a number of penalties, like obvious ones, goal-scoring ones, and, and not just against the other, like both teams. Uh, we, well, Reed and I talked at the end of one period, Cassie back, 
can't remember who I don't know, it was Steen or someone had a wide open opportunity. He flashed him right across right the Right across the hands on a yeah. goal scoring chance. And the other way, and then the ben- the bending penalty, it wasn't a penalty. So yeah, yeah it was a poorly refed hockey game and, and both teams I think could be upset after the game the way it was refed. Then there's McDavid who's the star gonna be the star of this league in front of the net, on his knees, gets cross checked in the back of the head. Yeah, absolutely right. right. In front of the rep and no call. And I was disappointed in the Oilers that they did not go to 41 and say, you know what, uh-uh. Yeah. Like, there was no, no reta- you know, you don't retaliate, but you know what, you go up to them and say, we're going. Yeah, I, I, McDavid doesn't want that, and it wasn't, it was more a love tap cross check. It wasn't a vicious one. If it was something vicious, then you would have seen probably 19 guys jump off the bench and go after him. Um, it, it was... It should have been a penalty, but I don't know if it's something that you need to to send your assassins out to say, all right, we got to fix this. Oilers do take it 3-2. We have Robert on the open line as well. Robert, thank you very much for calling. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Well, I have a, I have a couple thoughts tonight. My first one is on the on the play of Secker. I thought I thought he looked good first game back. As uh, Todd McClellan said, no, over, over 16 minutes of ice time, he looked poised, made the right plays with the puck. And I thought I thought he looked good. I wanted to want to know what you guys think about that. And then plus, I want to talk about Talbot. Talbot, as usual, make a, making the big save when he needed to to keep him in it. And then, then I also want to talk about the uh, the decision there at the end of the game to uh, put Drysaddle and McDavid together, to, which eventually led to the tying goal. I think that I think that was the right move by uh, Todd McClellan. What do you guys think? Well, it obviously turned out to be because they scored right away, but that's that's the beauty of having those guys on the team. And, I mean, we, Rob and I take a lot of calls like, oh, they should be on different lines. They should be on the same line. Bottom line is you, you need some offense or, or you got to shorten the bench. What an incredible option to have. And and we should, as you said, Rob Lucic was as involved in that play as those two guys was. He made a great pass to get it up the ice to begin with. In terms of Sekera, 16-10, he's going to play play more as uh, as he moves on, but uh, I thought he was pretty much his his normal self. Yeah, he looked very, uh, very confident, very calm out there, which I'm sure the game seemed very fast to him, having been gone as long as he has and only been practicing. So, no, he was good and only going to get better. And this Oiler team is only going to, uh, improve as he plays more and more because, I mean, for for a majority of the games last year, he was always your first or second best defenseman. Yeah. His consistency is probably his strongest attribute. So this team is a better team with him in the lineup, and it's going to get even stronger as he becomes stronger and getting back from injury. And Cam Talbot, as voted on my Twitter account, is the fourth star of the game. For Missioner Allen Auctioneering, check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. And, and the thing is, Rob, I mean, a lot of times you you watch games and and you look at a scoring chance and you or a goal and you say, well, it was an open chance, you know, a, a beautiful chance. But as I always say, there's a reason they're called saves. And there were three or four occasions in the first period where if St. Louis had scored, you would have said, well, you know what, Talbot didn't have a chance on it or a wide open chance, mm-hmm. but he stopped them. He stops Upshaw 17 seconds into the game. He stops the shorthanded uh, breakaway opportunity from Berglund. He stops Stastny on what should have been a tap-in late in the first period, and then, uh, then obviously he made the diving saves to, for, on, the, uh, on the Stastny chance when he gave the puck away. So, yeah, a couple got by him, but he always kept his team tighter within a goal and gets the win in the end. He gave them a good effort, and they needed it, especially early, and that's what we saw last year with Cam Talbot's. Uh, one of his strengths is when his team doesn't seem completely ready, uh, he is. And this team, the Oilers seem to want to ease themselves in the game, see how the game is going before they, they show their true, their true colors. And when you have a team that does that, you need a goaltender that can, can, it can give you those big saves early, give you the time to find your legs. And Talbot did that tonight. I said after the first that I thought that the St. Louis Blues may have blown their opportunity to win this hockey game. Because if they score one or two early, mm-hmm. different hockey game. But they didn't. And all of a sudden, the Oilers found their legs and became better as the game went on. All right. Oilers take it 3-2. The Blues now struggling a bit. Courtesy of BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Here's their head coach, Mike Yo. Mike, it seemed more like a blue-style game. So the ending had to be... Uh, yeah, the ending was disappointing for sure. That uh, It's too bad. You know, we played... 
you know, I would say probably 56 good minutes of hockey tonight. And then uh, seemed like we got the lead and, and obviously the other team's going to press and, and uh, we got caught in between. We weren't, we weren't back, we weren't defending and, and we weren't up uh, creating the turnovers. It was, uh, it's a bad place to be. How frustrating are those goals when it's a knuckle puck that Kajula didn't even get good one on? I think, I think any goal is frustrating. It doesn't really matter how it goes in. Paul Stastny said he thought maybe the, the team got on its heels a little bit. Yeah, I would, that's, I would agree with that. You know, I think that, uh, again, we got caught in between. That's, that's the worst place to be. Uh, a few breakdowns late that, uh, you know, uncharacteristic of us. So, um, again, I, I think that there are some things to build off of in this game that we have to make sure that we look to. But obviously there's some things that we have to fix and, uh, and we have to correct. And um, that, was a, that was a game that was there for us, and we didn't, uh, we didn't take advantage of it. It seemed like more turnovers than usual in, in, the, in the back end. Is yeah. it just one of those nights? Or yeah, I feel like it's been a couple games now. we got to be a little bit sharper, I think. Uh, you know, at times it's our puck support, but, uh, you know, execution, just making sure that we're making uh, uh, a little bit stronger plays, moving our feet a little bit more. Um, you know, again, a little bit of credit to them. They, they, that's a team that's been playing uh, real well, and, and they kept coming tonight. And obviously they got some skill over there. They took advantage of that, but, uh, but we know we got better, and uh, we have to make sure we keep building here. Cage Thompson's uh, first uh, NHL goal. He's, he's played well. Yeah, I'm very happy for him. He, he's played well. He's done a real nice job. Uh, Stas and Steiner have done a real nice job with him as well. They, those guys continue to get chances, so that's a positive. Thanks. All right, Scott Johnson working the visitors' dressing room. Yeah, Tage Thompson, first career goal, first goal of this game. But the Oilers come back twice on the Blues and win it 3-2. Drake Kajula, 49.8 seconds left, gets the winner. 780-496-0063. We have Cam on the line. Hello, Cam. Boys, how's she going? Good. Keep her quick tonight. Just a few quick points. Talbot was good. Did what he was supposed to do for sure. Um, I've been not hard on Maroon, but I've pointed out when he hasn't been working hard, and I want to suggest that he might have made the play of the game when he came back and got inside position on that forward stick. Do you know who that was? doesn't really matter, but you know who the uh, player I didn't write it down, but that was a good play. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that might be in the play of the game, right? And um, Dreisaitl, got to get hungrier on the back check. I'm not trying to be negative, just saying, you know, you, that that was, you know, and I know he's trying to identify, but he's still lazy coming back. Camilleri came through, like I said he was going to do. It's amazing, and I've got one question for Rob. I'll get off the phone, but I want to just say it's amazing what one guy, one simple guy, playing well can do. Kara has brought so many different, you know, permutations or so many different options to this lineup. It's incredible what he's done since he started playing well. So good for him. It was a great effort. Now, Rob, I'm going to get off the line, but Rob, what would you do with this power play? And I know you're not a frustrated coach. I know you're not. Nobody's going to take it that way, but I'm going to get off the line. I'd love to hear what would you do if you had two weeks to fix this power play? So thanks, boys. Have a great night. See you, Cam. Um, I would shoot from the point more. Uh, the Oilers have incredibly skilled players on the two sides in Dreisaitl and with McDavid. And they've got a, a guy that likes to one-time it in Latesta. They've got a big body in front of the net. And the Oilers want to always go down low and make the plays. And, and, and rightfully so. They've got the skilled players that can do it. The problem is the defending teams, all the penalty killers against the Oilers, are sinking their box back. So now it's more or less a four-on-four four down low because they're, they're, they're just not respecting a shot from the point because the Oilers don't shoot from the point often. If I'm coaching the power play, I'm using the point more. I've cleft bump every chance you got shoot the puck from, from the back end. Sacro, when you get back in, Benning when he's up there because when you shoot from the point and you have bodies in front of the net, you create chances. Eventually, they're going to have to respect that. The penalty killers are going to get drawn out to protect from the shot. Once you do that, then you go down to your down low plays, and instead of it being four on four, it'll be four on three, and the skilled players will have more room to make plays. Speaking of Kara, I thought it was interesting too. 49.8 seconds left. Dreisaitl, Kara, and Strom out on the ice. Blues never got the puck across center. No, they didn't. Uh, the What we've seen with Todd McClellan in all three years here is – if you gain trust from him, if you if if he has trust in you as a player to be good in both ends, and it has to be in the defensive end especially, if he has trust in you, it doesn't matter if you are a $10 million player, if you're a minimum wage player, if you're a guy that's got 15 years pro or if you're a rookie. If you've got his trust and it's through hard work and being detail-oriented, he will put you out in all situations. 
and he wants to see what you're capable of doing. And you're right. This the tonight, the the St. Louis Blues were unable to pull their goaltender because the forecheck was so strong, and the others didn't get into a prevent. They continued to forecheck, and I know from playing it, it when you think, okay, I got we got to get it down because our goalie's got to come out. And when they're forechecking you, all of a sudden you fumble the puck because they're not supposed to. Yep. And the Edmonton Oilers and that line especially did a very good job. Blues take it 3-2. Talbot the win. You'll hear from him. Kajula the winning goal. You'll hear from him. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. And now a centering pass. And what a save made by Cam Talbot on a point blank look for Paul Stasty. And Stasty asked him, did you really get that? <laughs> well, Talbot did get it. He got lots tonight. He's the winning goaltender. 3-2, the Oilers take down the Blues. Talbot has won his last six starts. His post-game remarks, courtesy GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Yeah, I mean, you go down by a goal twice to a team like that and battle back against a really good defensive team that played us hard all night. So uh, the resiliency in this group right now is is at a level that we saw last year, which is good to see it coming back. And um, when we're playing with uh, that kind of confidence and even being down a goal, I mean, um, it's a great thing to see from our group and hope we can continue it. Sorry, this looked like a bit of a, a signature game, a statement game that, okay, yeah, this, this is the team that was, uh, we saw last week. Yeah, we needed one of those. Uh, we hadn't gotten over that hump to get the third one in a row yet, and this was a big test for us uh, to do it. So uh, to get a, a big win like that, a big statement win uh, against uh, one of the best in the West there is uh, huge for our group. Does it seem odd you go 50 minutes with no goals and then five goals? Uh, it, was a, it was a crazy game that way, but like I said, we did a heck of a job battling back on two separate occasions, and then uh, a huge goal by Drake there at the end, and a really nice feed from Nuge, so can't say enough about the guys in front of me tonight. Speaking of battling back, uh, when you gave that puck away, Stasty and then dove wildly back in front. Uh, what's going on there? Just desperation. Uh, didn't hear a call. I held on to a little bit too long, and uh, they're a team that gets on top of you pretty quick, so it's just scramble back in the net as fast as I can and uh, hope for the best. So you can laugh about it now? Yeah, now you can. If that goes in, I'd be really upset with myself, but now you can laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. Read that, Scam Talbot. Albert's diving save, our save of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. 3-2, the Oilers win it. First time all year they've won three in a row. They are 9-5 and five in their last 14. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown inside Rogers Place. Our open line number is 780-496-0063. We will welcome Alex to the airwaves. Go ahead, Alex. Hi, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. What a crazy game, man. I tell you, after four minutes into the game tonight, I was throwing everything at the TV. I couldn't believe it, right? I mean, um, I'm hearing post-game comments, you know, about McClellan uh, talking about, you know, okay, uh, you got a four-minute power play, and I heard Rob Brown's comments about, you know, you cruise around and you because you think you got all this time, and then you get desperate when there's a two-minute power play. Well, <clears throat> I, you know, I want to make a comment. Obviously, everyone knows this team was not ready to play hockey tonight. And they're very fortunate to get the two points. I, I saw, I, I was dialed in on this TV. And, you know, I mean, even after a period, I was going, I can't believe it. It's 0-0. Zero, zero, and thank God for Talbot. He should get all three stars tonight. And I, uh, you know, and, and even up to a period and a half, I was going, okay, you're playing against the St. Louis team here at played last night. And I hear these things in comments, too, about lawyers are saying, oh, well, it's a great team over there. Uh, St. Louis, one of the top teams. And, Oh, San Jose is one of the top teams that are out there, and, and Columbus is one of the top teams. Hey, we beat them all. You know, so I, I think, you know, we're going <clears> to, <throat> no, all we got to do is take care of Montreal and be at 500, and maybe this, and the, the players will start looking at the standings like everyone else will, and it's not such a dark and lonely place, and maybe we don't have to talk about these teams and give them all this respect, because tonight I saw they were tentative, they were lazy. They were sloppy, and I, you know, and uh, and then all of a sudden they turn around, and they they play really good hockey. So yeah, I mean, um, I like to still play the you know the sixty minutes, and uh, you know that's you know that's one I want to say tonight. I do want to say one thing though. I know this is not a great question for you guys, but 
I hear stories about the uh, the ice conditions uh, down there are not so good all year. I'm glad you asked, Alex. I actually have asked a couple of guys uh, this year, and they have described it as average NHL ice. So, I, and I do think it's probably better than it was when, when the building opened. 780-496-0063. My goodness, it is JP gracing us with his presence on the phone line. Hello, JP. Well, hello, real guy tonight. We're good. Hello. Yeah, we're good. Oh, listen, I thought uh, you guys cut me off. I was about to puke. How are you doing tonight? I ask already. What a game. What a game. I'm so impressed. I thought for sure we were going to lose tonight. I'm telling you, I thought for sure. But I'll tell you right now, we're finally getting a few breaks, you guys. A few breaks, a few bounce. This is okay. I'll take it. Nice little win streak. And this Saturday, I go to the game again. It's a win-win again. Mario, Oiler, can't wait. It's going to be fantastic this Saturday. And another win for the Oiler. And we will be 500, technically. I can't wait. Right on, JP. Hey, guess what? You're our Finish the Play contestant. We want to give you an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set U Park. Brought to you by Jet Set Parking. Park cheap and easy. Visit JetSetParking.com. I'm sure maybe you can find a wine tour to go on for eight days or something. Here's the clue. Cassian follows his own shot. Clubbed on the net. Siri made rebound, and Nurse somehow didn't score. He had his arms raised, thought he had backhanded it home. Heck of a save made by Jake Allen on what appeared to be a near certain first goal of the game. On further review, JP, did Allen stop that, or did it hit the post? Well, I think it hit the post and then went to the other side, if I remember correctly. But I was drinking a collie at the time. I almost spilled it on myself, <laughs> if you... I remember correctly. But I think that's how it went. It did hit the post. JP, thanks a lot for calling. Hang on the line there so uh, Patrick can take down your uh, information. Uh, and I actually thought I thought it was a save, Rob, when I first called it. Nurse swooping right in, but off the post and squirting out the other side. Well, actually, I was looking at Nurse. I thought it was goal because he had his hands <laughs> up in the air. Uh, it was a nice play by Nurse. Uh, he, he jumped in the play, got where he needed to be, put the put pretty good wood on the puck. Unfortunately for him, the puck was about, I don't know, a millimeter or two uh, outside, and, and it went all the way across. And, and I can't not believe that it did not go in off of Allen into the net, but it was one of those ones where the the, the ones you thought were going to go in didn't, and then eventually a goal that I'm sure Allen would love to have back by Kajula was the one that won the game for the Edmonton Oilers. Want to check the advantage trailer rental scoreboard? It is is it still four four? Four four, yeah. Four four, Vancouver and San Jose. Still 16 minutes left. Actually, it, it's probably better for the Oilers if Vancouver wins that game because then San Jose doesn't leapfrog ahead of Calgary into third in the Pacific, and, well, and the Oilers are currently tied with Vancouver, but would have a game in hand. I, I think it's better that uh, Vancouver wins simply because you're not chasing the Vancouver Canucks. They're not a playoff team. They're not team. doing great lately. No, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. They, they've overachieved early in the season. they got a ton of injuries. The San Jose Sharks are a good hockey club, so you if we're, we are chasing San Jose, the Vancouver Canucks, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, they will fall through the season. Goes on. Time yeah, it is. It. They're they're not as strong as the the Ducks and the Hawks and the Stars and the Sharks. Stars beat the Hawks four nothing tonight. Avalanche lead the Kings one nothing in the third. Bruins over the Jets two one in a shootout. Also in a shootout, Devils edge the Rangers four three. Ducks knock off the Islanders five four in overtime. Hampus Lindholm had the winner and a hat trick. Penguins beat the Blue Jackets three two in a shootout. Lightning over Ottawa, 4-3 in a shootout. Hurricanes get four goals in the first six and a half minutes and beat the Predators 4-1. The Oilers farm team, Bakersfield Condors, winning over the San Jose Barracuda, 4-3 in a shootout. And, of course, right here at Rogers Place, Edmonton 3, St. Louis 2. Late winner, 49.8 seconds left from Drake Kajula. No Japanese Village goal light tonight, but we do turn it on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Whenever they get five or more in a game, then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, downtown Southside and Northside. All right, 780-496-0063. We'll bring Coach onto the show. Hello, Coach. Hey, happy holidays, boys. Thank you. Same to you. Uh, hard, uh, it's going to be hard to follow JP here, but... Uh... Uh, goes at the game tonight. Good game. Uh, pretty exciting. I uh, can't believe the patience on McDavid there on that goal. I uh, can't believe he waited that out that long. Thought he didn't even have enough room to put it in. 
Um, but uh, one thing I know, it's hard to go to something negative on a win, but uh, what were the face-offs tonight? Because it looked like we didn't win very many. The stats have it as 50-50, actually, 28 wins each. Uh, Dreisaitl was 59%, uh, Nuge was 67 Latestu 38, and uh, Connor 22. Okay, I think that's probably generous, but, uh, but yeah, that's surprising. Uh, no, another thing I was wondering, uh, I haven't heard about this in a while, uh, Chris Kelly, is he still practicing with the team? No, he's long gone. He's on the, uh, what's the tournament, the Spengler Cup roster. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, right on. Yeah, so okay. he has he hasn't been around for that's least, a good question. A month probably. I had no idea. I hadn't heard anything yeah. either. So that was a good question. Yeah, it's been a while. No, th- yeah, we should. Uh, thanks, coach. We appreciate that update. Tage Thompson, historic night for him. Well, historic's maybe overstating it. <laughs> uh, not not memorable not, night for not him. the Thompson in, in his, household. In his personal history. Yes. It's a historic night. Uh, playing for the St. Louis Blues gets his first NHL goal. His comments for BDO first call debt solutions, bankruptcies, and consumer proposals. Licensed insolvency trustees. Tage, I'm sure, sure you would have liked a different result, but you, you got to be happy with your first uh, NHL goal, huh? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a, a tough way to end the game. I thought our effort level was there. Um, but yeah, it feels good to get the first one out of the way. Yeah. Uh, what did you see? Can you describe the player we scored? Yeah, I, I think I, I just saw Stas move it over to, to Perry. I thought Perry was going to shoot it, so I just started climbing to that middle pocket and he made a great pass to me and just tried to get on that. What do you think happened after that? I mean, that should energize you. They come back 38 seconds later. You guys get another lead. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's hockey. Momentum swings, uh, you know, they happen all the time. So, um, you know, you get a couple good bounces, get a couple bad bounces. Um, you know, I think the, the key is to just keep an even mindset, not get, not get too high, not get too low. And I thought we did a pretty good job at that. Um, like I said, I thought our effort was there today. You played well against Calgary, but you, you you played even better tonight. You know, notwithstanding the goal, I mean, did you, did you feel even a little more comfortable with a little little less nerves tonight? Or yeah, I think each game the the nerves kind of get less and less, and obviously playing with those two guys helps out with that a lot. Who's going to get your puck? What's that? Who's going to get your puck? Uh, probably my mom, mom or dad. Keep it at the house with them. Tage Thompson had a goal for the Blues. First goal of this game. This game looked like it was going to end 1-0. And he got the first one at 9.30 of the third period. But then Camilleri, 38 seconds later. Berglund at 13.22. McDavid at 16.19. And then Kajula at 19.10. The winner, the Oilers take it 3-2. Rocket is on the phone line. Rocket, thank you so much for calling. You're very welcome, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to you. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that to you guys, and I wanted to thank you very much for uh, everything that you guys do. I know not <clears throat> you don't get uh, very, uh, you know, kudos very often, so uh, I'm, I'm the guy that's saying it because I learn a lot from you. I learn a lot from Rob Brown. I'm still an active coach, and and uh, I, I listen all the time because I like to pick up on things. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, and happy holidays to you and your family as well. So um, this hockey game was uh, a game, in my opinion, and, and what I look for is, is, is what happens after you hit a post, what happens after you know something bad happens. You know, what's the team going to do? How are they going to respond? This this was a team tonight that had absolutely zero quit. They 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 were not going to lose this game, and I could tell just by watching it on the TV and how everybody was playing that there was no goddamn way that this team was giving up or folding a tent. There were no signs of it at any point, at any time in this game, and I just had a feeling they were going to come out. And when they and when they actually won in regulation. I'm telling you, I flipped a freaking lid because Santa Claus is still here and Rocket just might get his 500 record for Christmas. And you that's might, all I have to say, boys. You might. One more. It would be nice to, to reach that as soon as possible. The Oilers can get to 500 if they beat Montreal on Saturday. That still still would be a lot of work to do. But you, you sense that uh, the team is playing better. Certainly more resilient proof of that tonight. And the one word I used the other night, Rob, was they just seem more in control. Yeah, they do. I think control comes from confidence. 
I think that when you're confident, you, you, you tend to stay within your systems, stay within your, your details. I think when you're unconfident, sometimes you are pushing. And, okay, this didn't work, so obviously i got to change. i got to do something different. And when one guy gets off script, then nobody else knows what that person's doing, and everybody's off script. So, yeah, I, I agree that they, they look more in control. They're more confident. And it is an important game against the Canadians because it does get them to 500. It gets them on a nice little winning streak because right when they come out of the break, uh, it's not an easy week. They got a couple games against the Jets, and they got a game also against the Chicago Blackhawks, who are in desperate need of of points as well. So, uh, the Canadians is probably the easiest game they're going to have in a while. It's a game that they should win, but it's always a, a game that coaches are, are scared of because there's it's when the game is over, you're on your Christmas break, and the teams don't get very many breaks. And there's the excitement about Christmas, guys that have families, and sometimes you look ahead. I know that the captains, the leadership group, and the coaches will certainly be stressing, okay, let's focus on the game, and after the game we can have our, our, our merry Christmas, and it'll be that much merrier if we win. But it is a game that scares you because it's a game that the Oilers certainly should be, win. 3-2, the Oilers win it tonight. 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Brennan onto the show. Hello, Brennan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well. Right on. Hey, just want to tell you, first of all, great show. Been listening for a while. Uh, Robbie, the way you guys do is is unreal. So I'll I'll stick to a couple of positives and, a, and then a couple of negatives at the end. But um, for that game to to hang on, I think that was unreal. They stuck with it. Um, that third that third period is probably the best the best third period I've been through in a long time. So it was a lot of fun, and um, I think that was great. What do you guys think? They they stuck with it. That's what I was really impressed with. What do you guys think on that? Well, the inter- about the entertainment value of the third period was incredible. I, I mean, I thought it was a really good hockey game. I did. I, I thought both teams, uh, after a slow start by the others, I thought both teams pushed. Both teams had momentum swings. Uh, it was a, a, a weird game because of the number of great scoring chances that didn't go in. For it to be 0-0 50 minutes into the game with the number of pucks that were around the crease, around the goal line, uh, was odd. Uh, but what the Oilers did last year, and, and we've talked about it early in the show, is the Oilers, you, they had this belief that if the game is close in the third period, the Oilers were going to prevail. They were going to get a, a bounce they needed. They are going to get a power play goal. They are going to get a big save. And they're starting to get those things, the things that made them successful last year. So hopefully that bodes well for the remainder of the year. Yeah, exactly. So the one last point I have is, um, so on that first goal, uh, Benning play wasn't great. Uh, I don't know. I've watched a few games lately, and it, his other play hasn't been great. I just, what do you guys think on his play of, as of late, and what do you think? Uh, when is his kind of projection for in the future? I don't know. I don't know how we got Clefbaum coming back or Cry, but how's that going to all work? Well, Benning will be. It'll be Davidson that'll be out of the lineup. I thought Benning played well in the first goal. That was the Thompson's goal, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, that one was uh, Thompson. I'm trying to remember that one. How that was it was the high slot one. It was a high slot one. I think one. Talbot was screened on it. He was screened. I'm trying to remember why. I mean, it was a nice play. I can't. I, honestly, I, without seeing it again, I wouldn't be able to tell you why. Uh, but as far as Benning, Benny being your top six, I think he, he or Davidson would come out. It, to me, to me, it's not Depend, even close. Depending on how they're playing. It, to me, it's not even close. Benning is a much better player than Davidson. Davidson struggled tonight. Davidson did have a tough yeah. game, but he's played. He's played. No, he's, he's been fine. He's been fine, but uh, his upside is nowhere near what Benning is. Well, Benning can do more in the offensive end. If necessary, yeah, Benny's yeah. So to me, there's Davidson will come out when Clefbaum comes back, but it's hard predicting things like this because they're defensemen and defensemen get hurt a lot. And by the time Clefbaum's healthy, uh, you hope that everyone's still healthy, but you never know. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Paul standing by as the Oilers beat the St. Louis Blues three two. Hi, Paul. Uh, hi, I um, I was at the game tonight, and I just wanted to comment. I thought the uh the turning point was in the third period when Lucic uh, uh, hit uh, Tarasenko, and it seemed to sort of change the dimension of the game, and the Oilers seemed to come on at that point. Well, there was a number of turning points, and I know that the Oilers used to get pushed around by the St. Louis Blues, and they are a bigger, stronger, little meaner team nowadays, so they can be physical, and that was a big thing. And, and speaking of Tarasenko, I thought he was absolutely atrocious tonight. 
I mean, he's a guy that I enjoyed watching, and I've talking to people from St. Louis. He has not played well at all, and his give a care meter was at an all time low. He was terrible, like absolutely terrible in that game. And and if you went off of effort level, he shouldn't have been playing in the third period when he was out there. He brought his team down. So uh, maybe the physical play of the Oilers got to him. But I know that he has not played well for a while for the St. Louis Blues. But I, I was disappointed because I liked watching him play. He's one of the electrifying players in the National Hockey League. And he was non-existent tonight. All right. Drake Kajula had the dramatic game-winning goal. 49.8 seconds left down to the Oilers' room. Here's Drake. It's just really didn't want to let that game go tonight. When they pushed, you just seemed to be yeah, uh, you know, we talked about being a resilient group. Um, we've had to come back from leads before, uh, but I think uh, we have a lot more belief in our group now. Uh, there's a lot of confidence in the locker room, and, uh, you know, we didn't get down on ourselves on the bench after uh, giving up a goal. So we were able to fight back, and uh, we've got to make sure we keep doing that. It's more like last year's team where hung in, hung in, and then you guys won the game. Yeah, we're a resilient group. Uh, we held on, and, and we kept pushing, and uh, we were able to answer right away after they scored. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show the character in this locker room, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of faith in ourselves and uh, I know we're going to keep this going. Did you get all of that shot or did it go up to uh, I was a little a little bit in my feet so I didn't get all of it but uh, you know it's it's uh, one of those things that you know just try to get the puck on net and uh, you know hopefully it goes in and uh, you know I had a couple chances earlier in the game so it was nice to see one going. You talked a lot about resiliency uh, where does that come from I guess because it, this team looks a lot different than it did earlier on in the year. Yeah it, it comes from confidence it comes from uh, you know having faith in our group and uh, you know we were able to do it last year and um, you know, we kind of got away from our own game earlier in the season and uh, I think we're kind of falling back into our own into our own game now so uh, we've been doing a good job I'm just going to make sure we keep doing it. And just for yourself to score a big goal like that what does it do for your confidence? Oh yeah it's uh, it's definitely a huge uh, huge boost in confidence. Um, I'm getting a lot of chances uh, the last couple of games and uh, I was able to contribute again today so uh, you know hopefully I can keep this going and um, you know hopefully it's uh, a step in the right direction. Thanks Drake. Thank you. Read that straight Kajula. Brendan Ulrich work in the Oilers dressing room. Kajula's Fifth of the year, dare we say Nugent Hopkins with a Gretzky-like setup from behind the net. Oh, that that Wayne dude used to hang out back there. It was it was a nice play by Nugent Hopkins. He was patient. He didn't force anything. He found the right guy. And then now, was Kajula, did Kajula come from the bench? I th- no, I think he'd looped he just around done a big loop check, yeah. because he and and good on him because he found the quiet spot. All the St. Louis Blair, Blues players were looking down low. Nobody saw him come in from behind, and he just put a puck on net. It wasn't a great shot. He said he got handcuffed, but puck on net, good things happen, and good on Jake Kajula, who's been much maligned for most of the season. McDavid tied it at 16-19. Kajula wins it at 19-10. Oilers take down the Blues 3-2 for their first three-game winning streak of the season. Tyson is our next caller. We'll get to him after the headlines. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. With a minute to go in the third, here's Patrick Maroon in a 2-2 tie. Off to Drake Kajula, right side, waiting. Looking behind the net, centering, chopped home! Go ahead, goal! Drake Kajula didn't get all of it, but he still put a knuckle puck over the glove of Jake Dramatic Allen. game winner by Drake Kajula. 49.8 seconds left. Oilers beat the Blues 3-2. Connor McDavid had tied it with 3.41 to go. All the scoring in the last 10 and a half minutes of the game. Thompson at 9.30 of the third for the Blues. Camilleri tied it. 38 seconds later, Berglund put the Blues back ahead, but then McDavid and Kajula get it done for the Oilers. Cam Talbot solid again. 33, uh, pardon me, 34 saves tonight for the win. Jake Allen takes the loss with 32 saves. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, coming to you from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Tyson has called in tonight. Tyson, thanks a lot for giving us a ring. Yes, thank you. Uh, good evening. I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak, and I wish you well from the Western Canadian Arctic. Thank you. Right on. So, okay, so I travel lots, and I'm physically traveled from Anubik in the high Arctic down south to Whitehorse, Yukon. And, of course, they don't have the television or the coverage for the game, so I listen online. So right on, 630, Chad, that's excellent. It's kind and of I'm funny when he says he travels south to, to, to Yukon. I'm like, <laughs> well, you must be really up north. 
Really? Right by the Arctic Ocean, yeah. So, okay, cool. Wow. 800 kilometers of gravel from Inuvik to Dawson City, and then another 560, 570 kilometers from Dawson City to Whitehorse. Oh, wow. That's where I'm calling you from, yeah. Okay, cool. But everything we get here now is like um, Canucklux or, you know, the Western Conference, right? So, or Pacific, sorry. Okay. Yeah, so I had to listen online. So when I left uh, not too long ago, uh, there was a uh, there was a, a percentage that I think the odd makers in Las Vegas, and this is my question, was, was that there was a two percent chance that the Oilers would make the playoffs. Yeah, it was between what two is and the three. Yep. Percentage now. Well, it hasn't been changed yet. Oh, sorry. No, I think it is updated. It, it's actually not Las Vegas. It's it's a website a lot of people use, uh, Tyson. So t- you you got to take it with a grain of salt. It's called sportsclubstats.com, and okay. they take a look at your current record, your games remaining, the strength of your schedule, and they run, like, millions of simulations. And then right. they say, okay, we ran, I, I don't know how many they do, like it's in the millions of simulations, and say how many times from this day forward did the Oilers make the playoffs? Their chance they'll make the playoffs, and I believe it includes tonight's win, is up to 12%. So we're at 12 from two. Yeah, but it was two or three about 10 days ago. Right. Yeah, well, well great on that. I, I really appreciate that there's the opportunity to listen online. And this some old-school stuff listening to, you know, old-school online, just listening to a game on the radio without watching and that's great stuff and thank you for the opportunity well Tyson thanks for, uh, thanks for listening that's that's cool I mean R- R- Rob and I always enjoy well we enjoy talking to everybody but mm-hmm. we've we have callers sometimes from uh, what uh, California we got a couple in Ottawa Toronto. Australia we've had guys from Australia call yeah. in so yeah that's uh, Tyson is up there I imagine there were not many hours of daylight where he was today because <laughs> it's the shortest day of the year so there might was, not have been any daylight up there don't they go almost to complete well, blackness? Yeah, you're right. It it's might have been close, like yeah, yeah or, or the sunset might have been three minutes after sunrise or something <laughs> like something like that. No, that's cool to hear from him. And uh, you're right. I mean, I I refer to this website because you know it gives you an indication of how mm-hmm. difficult it might be. But you win three in a row like the Oilers did, and your chances go go up. They got a lot of work to do for sure. But one guy who's going to help them charge towards the postseason is Andre Sekra, who played his first game of the year tonight. Thing to you. Um, just get used to the, the pace of the game again. Okay. Uh, you know, I just tried to keep it simple, skate hard, and make the first play, first play I saw. I didn't try to do too much, and you know, um, once I get going, uh, it will get better and better. Thanks. Any pain at all for you? No. No. Just all smiles. Were you tired at all throughout the game, or you feel uh, pretty good? I felt pretty good, especially the f- first period was high tempo, so it was good for me. I get my legs going, get my bread, and uh, after that it was good. Just in terms of the team, you of course were watching them play a lot, I guess all season, but uh, things weren't going well early, but now you get out there with this team tonight, does it sort of feel like the, the mood and they're on the team is a little different right now? Oh, yeah, we have the same team from last year, so we know what we're capable of, and uh, you know, if guys believe in each other, especially now when we put a couple of wins together, uh, you know, it, it does confidence boost for the whole group, so uh, it's thing those games will make you better and now we realize like okay we are the team that we, we know what we can be and uh, we will move forward from that just for you nothing new you're right back out there and you, you think it's gonna be the same as last year kind of thing moving forward oh well, i'll do i hope so, so and far, I, th- yeah. I think everything everybody will be happy if it's gonna be like that so uh we'll just try to keep pushing it thanks andre thank you read that's andre secra thanks brandon andre secra plays 16 10 minus one had a couple of hits blocked a shot Pretty good return for him. First game since May when he was hurt in the series against Anaheim. Canucks and Sharks are going to overtime. I think overtime just started. Just started Vancouver. Had three glorious chances right at the very beginning. And goaltending, I think it's Dell in net for San Jose. Made yep. three big saves. 4-4 four, four is the score there. Avalanche and Kings still playing. 30 seconds left. It's 1-1. Updating the advantage. Trailer rentals out of town scoreboard. We have Chad on the open line. Hello, Chad. Thank you for calling. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Merry Christmas to Evan, too. Merry um, Christmas to you. Thank you. I just wanted to say I was uh, disappointed Talbot didn't get a star. I'm not sure if that was mentioned yet. We gave him the fourth star. Actually, people voting on my Twitter account gave him the fourth star. So there you go for Mr. Yeah. Auctioneering. Okay. Well, that's all. I thought he'd say because kept him in the game and, you know, the play behind the net that he saved was a different game like you guys said. 
Absolutely right. Yeah, Talbot was the difference early in this hockey game. You're right. Yeah, it's nice to have him back. He's been solid, and he could potentially play. Well, I mean, he, he was going to, he's yeah. going to play a lot, but, I mean, they don't have any back-to-backs until January 6th and 7th uh, when they play Dallas and Chicago. They have a back-to-back the next weekend on that road trip, Arizona and Vegas. I think you're going to see a lot of Talbot. As I mentioned earlier, he now has tied a personal high with a six-game winning streak. He won six in a row with the Rangers when he was there, and uh, this is the first time he's won that many consecutive as as an oiler so he's making the saves he's making them at the right time yeah, and he's going to have a chance at number seven because he will be playing against the montreal canadians this is up oh, san jose just scored in overtime 307 left the sharks beat the vancouver canucks and i believe the other western conference game the la kings and colorado avalanche will be going to overtime momentarily as well so that means san jose jumps ahead of calgary into third in the Pacific Division. So the Oilers are six points out of third in the division behind San Jose, five points out of Chicago for the wildcard spot. So five points out of the uh, playoffs. That's where the Oilers sit currently. Well, and that won't change because even if Colorado wins, they yeah. they don't. Uh, and that's the closest they, the Oilers have been to a playoff spot in quite some time. Five yep, points. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna t- it's still gonna take a while, even if they yep. keep winning here. But uh, they're chipping away. And that next broadcast, Rob, Saturday. It's an earlier one on Saturday, five o'clock. Puck drop. We'll have the face-off show at 3.30 here on 6.30 Chet. Rob, I'll see you then. Hey, looking forward to it. Get more on 6.30Chet.com. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer, and our engineer here at Rogers Place, Troy Bowler. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line coming to you from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Good game tonight. A thriller. Oilers win it in the final minute. Thanks to Drake Kajula. 3-2 over the St. Louis Blues. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great night.